the Save Room Plays, the podcast about games that touch us and the games we're touching. Yep, Got it. Nailed, nailed it. it. Edited it. But today's weird. Today's actually a hybrid episode with the Save Room News. We don't officially call it that, but that's what it is. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Uh, and Save Room Plays. So Save Room Plays News. Hmm. We start with the news, though, so should it should be News Plays. News Plays. I like that. Yo, that sounds like a, an official ESPN show. <laughs> Welcome to Save Room News Plays. Who would host that? Me. <laughs> no, it'd have to be somebody bigger in the industry, not us. Who's bigger than Kevin? <laughs> what? Video games donkey. This is how right. Godzilla vs. Kong started. Godzilla was like, who the fuck is Kong? <laughs> and shit got wild for like ex- precisely an hour and 52 minutes. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> or was it 54? It was under two hours. And I was thankful of that. We didn't get a post-credit string- uh, stinger. <laughs> Which is really sad. What would that have even been? Mothra comes back. Oh, Mothra comes back. Mothra comes back. You remember how Mothra was completely obliterated at the end of King of the Monsters? Yes. Fucking Godir looked at her and was just like, lightning mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking destroyed Mothra. And it was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like we had all these beautiful lead up shots. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Like the trailers used it with classical music. And I was like, this this movie looks so artistic and beautiful. And then you you watch it and it's loud, stupid. Yep. (laughs) Loud, stupid monster movie. Yeah. But at least the Godzilla versus Kong admitted that it was stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's our review. We already reviewed it last week. We Did said we really? fucking Fox. Did we? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I talked about like Rebecca Hall Pass or something yeah, stupid. I'm, of course. I don't listen back to these things. No, it's okay. I think there was a time where we used to listen back to our episodes outside of editing when we would actually commute. Yeah, because it would give us two hours to just be like, all right, what what did we get into last week? Right. I wanted to listen to to us yeah. and my car speakers. Mm-hmm. You know. Our warm voices, brought to you by who would sponsor us? Well, it's not Manscape. Sponges. <laughs> what is this? So to bounce off what Kevin said, we'll, we'll do these plays episodes sometimes where we do some light newsing, little little news wash. But you know, usually on these episodes we don't write about the news, so we play fast and loose with it. Do you think um, audiences really love non-industry figureheads talking about news as if like we're journalists or reporters? I don't think our audience particularly cares. Hmm. They're just like, oh, I like hearing those two dumb idiots talk about video games. We should put out some surveys. Sure. Do you guys think we sound the same? It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my first questions because people like can't seem to figure out who who's uh who's Dan and Kevin. And I go, first of all, don't call him Dan. Yeah. Second of all, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Yeah. We've become one. We're, we're forming into this mecha person. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Honestly, like, it, that comment's always weird to me because yeah. we distinctly sound different. It's true. Yeah. And we, we grow hair differently as well. Oh, for sure. Maybe the visuals help more. What do we do in audio podcast? We live in 2020, the TikTok era. We got to show, we got to show face. I almost said feet. <laughs> <laughs> we can show feet on TikTok. We got to show face, bro, yeah. more often. This face needs to be seen. <laughs> Well, that's why you're always hanging out on twitch.tv slash the red herb showing face. Plug! Okay. That was good. I try. That was fresh. Listen, I gotta, I gotta plug you when I can. Yeah, news but plays. Not... Is, news plays fucks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll plug that real quick. My dude's been doing Devil May Fry every Friday. He's on DMC 2 Hi. right now, and he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do! I like. I remember like finding it tolerable as a kid, but I was far less uh, critical mm-hmm. as a child. Playing it as a almost thirty-one-year-old adult. Yeah, your birthday is this week. I say to myself, 
wow, this this is suffering. <laughs> this game fucking sucks. <laughs> so give me give well, the wait, audience stop. a little stop. bit of a, a background of it because you you told me like you found some some news articles and kind of did some deep diving on DMCs. some news articles yeah man history the, the, the fucking tokyo herald had the backstory on <laughs> devil may cry 2's development no i just watched the what happened video oh there's a what ha- go to what happened oh, channel well, there it is and he was like what happened this fucking game and it turned out nobody knows who the director is okay i'm pretty sure they knew who the director was when they were making the game, but mm-hmm. like they just never officially announced who the director was because he got kicked off the project oh. like halfway through. <laughs> and this guy Itsuno was brought in as like a producer and like fill in direct, like backfill director. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how this crediting sphere goes. But here's the biggest problem with this game: no one from the first game made it. No one, not Shinji Mikami, hmm. not our dude Kamiya. No one. <laughs> they didn't even know it was f- fucking happening. <laughs> how does that work out? A game's being, like, simultaneously developed, and listen, you just don't even know it's listen, in existence. Listen, CD Projekt Red, just the other week, was complaining about, oh, bad communication really fucks shit up. <laughs> Nobody knows when somebody's making a sequel to Devil May Cry. It's fucked up, right? It's, it's crazy. And it was a mostly arcade development staff. Like, okay. they did, like, you know, back when arcades were kind of, they were dying out in 2000 and, like, two and three right mm-hmm. but so they just like took all those teams who only have experience in arcade games and threw them at this fucking game and said make a console game a sequel to a game you've never even developed before hmm. and they had all sorts of nutso ideas they're like hey we're gonna have just a green guy as a star we don't who the fuck's who fuck dante was basically their thought process a green guy until capcom came and was like you gotta use dante yeah so the problem was they were this game was already greenlit before dmc1 actually released so they didn't have the feedback from the reaction of people playing. I mean, the game went on to be adored, but sure. they didn't know what like fans like, which was like Dante and the fucking really cool environments mm. and stuff. So they made this bland ass game that didn't carry over any of those elements. They made Dante suck. <laughs> they made him like really uh, stoic and silent because they're like, I don't like the producer was like, I don't like him being a wise cracking guy. And they just fucked him up. <laughs> and the whole game's boring. And the, the game is substantially easier than the first game because like the producer was like it seems like people have a problem with the difficulty so we're just gonna lower it so it's the easiest dumbest blandest stupidest edition in the who series. are these people like the game hadn't devil may cry one had not been released yet so yeah it had been like re- internal qa well, no no, or... no so they started the project before it released and by the time they finished it of course dmc one was out yeah <laughs> and so they they started to take this wrong like process and the itsuno was brought in at the end of the project okay so he had his own ideas different than the beginning and so they released it and actually sold well, but people hated it. But it sold well because the first one sold so goddamn well. Mm. And Itsuno went up to Capcom and he was like, okay, they want to make a part three because it actually sold well, even if it was bad. Yeah. And he was like, I want the opportunity to make all of three. I want it to be mine. Yeah, as it should. You should be yeah. with the project from start to finish. Yeah, and using the fucking failure of Devil May Cry 2 and the feedback from that game, mm-hmm. he ended up making what is uh, often referred to as the best in the franchise. Or at least definitely the best of the first three. Uh, it's hard. It's fast-paced. Dante's a, a young piece of shit. He's back to <laughs> that who one he was the prequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, part two is important because it sucks so bad, mm-hmm. it had to make the series better. What is the worst part about it, in your opinion? Um, <laughs> the worst part about yeah. it probably the fact that the sword combat doesn't actually matter for some stupid reason mm-hmm. if you just go into your into fights just like shooting enemies with mm-hmm. your pistols that'll get you through most boss fights okay that doesn't make any fucking sense in fact there's one boss fight against a demon helicopter sir hmm. a demon helicopter i like that 
and you're on top of a rooftop, right? It sounds like it could be really cool, but instead, it's mostly off screen the entire fight, and you're just aiming your guns up, and for like five minutes of just shooting at it, and then maybe sometimes you gotta like walk around a little bit because I think he drops stuff, but it doesn't matter because most of the enemies don't even really attack you. <laughs> oh, okay. So I would say that's the absolute worst part of this game. Something that they definitely fixed going forward. That's good to hear. I still have the... Actually, no. So here's the thing. I heard the game's only about like five to six hours. And I was like, dude, I streamed for like five hours last night. Yeah, there was a point where I saw you in like, what, chapter 11? Yeah. Like you got pretty far. Yeah. No, I've played all of these games before. It's not like they're all new to me, right? Mm. But um, so I have an easier time with the action slasher. But uh, I didn't have an easy time enjoying this. (laughs) It's pretty bad. Is there any one thing... Because we have, we have to do, like, you know, one good thing, one bad thing. Is there yeah, any one just... redeemable quality of the Oh, game? for sure. What is uh, Dante's outfit is, like, the best. Oh, he's got that drip. It's... Yeah, dude, with the vest <laughs> over the, the duster? Whoa! Now that's style. Okay? He has the look of somebody who goes into a hot topic, but never buys anything, just criticizes it all. I thought you were about to say, he, has a, he looks like a dude that goes into a hot topic and never leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he's still managing one to this day. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you remember that one guy at the Hot Topic at Sawgrass who had, he was known for having a gigantic beard? Like he, he entered yeah. beard competitions. I do know that guy. You remember? Yeah, I know you know that guy. <laughs> I just thought of him because I worked at that Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah it's I, weird because I, I never knew you when you worked at Sawgrass. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. I yeah. think I was gone by that point. I worked there and he was like my manager for a little while. Super weird, Did right? Did you get any beard tips from him? Um, no, I was baby face, so oh, okay. he felt that he could not communicate or even relate to <laughs> he me. He didn't even see you on the same level. Sometimes he wouldn't even see me. Like, he only responds to people with beards. It's the craziest thing, right? It's like some sort of echolocation thing. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. It's cool. called beard sounding. It's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to talk about some news? Or, like, what What do we do? Yeah, hmm. let's, let's Guide get into, like, the, the light news tussle. So, <laughs> we'll talk about this first thing that you brought to my attention yesterday when I was playing Persona. Um, it's a it's a game called Together B and B. Together B and B. Oh my god! And I'm so excited. It's on Steam early access right now. But yep. today th- that game looks like a nightmare mess. Oh man! Patrick Klebic like <laughs> tweeted out about it. It was like you guys need to watch this trailer for it. It's completely unhinged. Yeah. And he was absolutely correct. It was some fucking Cronenberg shit in this thing. So you get this like fucking like really happy score. I'm just gonna bring it up because I think it's actually just public domain music. Okay. <laughs> to be honest with you. But you have this like overly happy score <laughs> on top of like, I guess really creepy B and B sim, right? Like it's a first person B and B sim where you are housing really attractive women. Yep. But it doesn't seem like a safe situation for these women to be in because it, it seems no. oddly predatory the, the way this main character you're controlling is. It, it's just beautiful women at this B&B and he yeah. just takes like he, here he is in the trailer you can hear it this is a theme to accompany him yeah. taking um, candid shots of these women without their knowledge. This reminds me of a song that would play in like a CW trailer. Right. <laughs> but the but there's like heinous acts yeah. occurring in this trailer as this music is going on. So some lowlights is are <laughs> that you're being a, a peeping tom basically. Yeah. Um, you're watching women through like the blinds. There's driving mechanics. You're also driving yeah. around the forest. <laughs> um, oh, you're and you're you're running around with a nine millimeter and shooting wolves. That's what you hear. The gunshots are him walking around shooting wolves. It makes me wonder if there's like an escalation point to where like you're hunting women. He's shooting his kitchen currently. I don't understand this. <laughs> He's shooting his kitchen. 
<laughs> like, you guys need to look up this game because it really just does speak to the fact that Steam has no curation. No. And will put whatever the fuck up there. There, I have to wonder about the appetite for this game. And I mean unironic appetite yeah. for this game, right? Like, it, so you're a voyeur. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also carrying around a woman yeah. who's, like, half naked at one point, mm-hmm. And she keeps on calling you a pervert, but, like, in a fun way. <laughs> this is the same, like, you have to be playing a murderer. Yeah. Because this dude's running around the wolves and sh- shooting them in the woods. It reminds me of, like, the Netflix show You, but a video game worse it's like somebody dropped acid and decided to watch you every vantage point that you are as this main character watching women it's always just like very you're it looks like you're i could feel the man leering like you can't see him but i could feel him leering whether it's looking through blinds carrying them looking down at their tits or like the scene where like there's a woman swimming in a pool and it's very like visible that you could see them swimming through the water and just the shape of their body is very much highlighted and accentuated yep Yep, it is what who is this game for? Who I'm well, yeah, I don't know what's more like worrisome here. Like what is the mind of the person that's made this yeah. versus what kind of person would buy this, right? But so far I see people responding to it as like a good goof. They want to play it cuz it's like it has that same uh insane draw like when the McElroys would like do a video sure. like, you know, Monster Factory or something for something just insane yeah. like looking. Yeah. Um, I, I think it has this draw. It's powerful. I want to see how this plays <laughs> it's out. It's powerful. It's powerful in that it's just so heinous. <laughs> I, I don't know. It reminds me of that one game that I can't remember the name of right now. The, the streamer girl game. Oh, what was that called? Yeah. Was, was it, it Gamer Girl? I think it might have just been called was Gamer Girl. Was it Gamer Girl? It's funny, we talked about it a few months ago, and it just, yeah, like, and then it got shadowed. from got my shadow brain. dropped to, to the fucking shadow realm. I don't know what happened to yeah. it, right? Damn. That's some, like, that That was a response, too, right? Ooh. What happened to that dev? What are they doing? What's going on? Maybe they shifted, and they're working on this game. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, it's just, it's weird. It's one of those games where, like, I, I would play it just as, like, a mild, morbid curiosity. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's yeah. it. But it looks like it's juggling like so many mechanics too. Like and also because you want to be a practice murderer. Of course. You want to be a practice yeah. murderer. If I wanted to be a practice murderer, mm. I would take lessons from the best. Dexter Morgan from the Hitchhiker. Dexter, Dexter Morgan. Yeah. Oh Make a goodness. Dexter game. They're bringing him back. Potential for a game. I don't know that I'm looking forward to that, though. Everyone's looking forward to it. Uh, they want that resolution. They even brought John Lithgow back from the oh. dead. His zombie's going to be the bad guy this season. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> So into the it. ultimate murderer <laughs> fight. Yeah, well, this game is creepy, and you're creepy if you buy it. So there yeah, you go. Basically, yeah. But you're okay to watch YouTube videos and laugh at them mm-hmm. and do reacts. Mm-hmm. You're la- be you, be you. Hey, Saver of News plays um, has a message for you. Be you. Okay. Okay. That's winked. how we're going into 2021. I just winked. Caption. <laughs> this is where you add a caption. To I will add a caption or a sound yeah. effect. Just shows up. Yeah. <laughs> the sound effect. It would be. Uh, I don't know, like a very, like a crunchy sound. Oh, oh I'm hungry now. All you right, didn't we eat lunch. No, I didn't. We got to force through this. Let's go! <laughs> Ridiculous. The second little news <laughs> morsel we got here is that Streets of Rage 4 is getting extra DLC content in 2021. Ah, oh, so cool. I'm looking forward to that. I'm so happy about yeah. that. I saw that and I was surprised. I didn't think there'd be anything more. Honestly, I thought it was like, all right, they released a game, complete package, we're done. Yeah, much like Outriders. Like, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's ready at launch. And I'm like, cool, this is perfect. Ready at launch. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, I'm excited. So we're adding three new characters. We know one of them, right? Yes. 
uh, Estelle Aguirre. She's that special forces op- officer that That's you fight right. a few times. Yeah, she's uh, cool. Yeah, I guess if you like playing as cops. Oh, whoa. <laughs> well, maybe she's like finding like the error in her ways. Actually, you know, half the characters are cops, so it's fine. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so cops are just fine suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> like Axel Blazon, I think, is his name Zach? Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very somber report on the Sabrum News Place tonight. Uh, Cops are fine. His name's Adam, not Zach. Oh, Adam. Yeah. Take that back. But yes, uh, (laughs) there's no official release date for it. I don't know what the price is going to be, but three characters, it's pretty cool. Two of them, we don't know who they're going to be. No. They showed cool little, like, silhouettes, and I'm like, oh, that could be Shiva, who is, like, the scientist who manufactured, like, the biotic arms that, uh, what's his name, Floyd has? The Jack's arms. Whew, this is really, uh... The streets of rage lore is really codified in you. Is, uh, yes. is this your Mortal Kombat? It is my Mortal Kombat. Is that sure. what this is? Yeah. Wow. For a game that literally had no lore except for like text scrolls. You took no <laughs> pause or hesitation to recall the memory of exactly the character that you're thinking yeah. of the streets of rage. Exactly. Yeah. This my, is in you. My hope for the third character? Give me the kangaroo. The I'll, kangaroo? I want to play as Rue. Rue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He shows up as a bartender in the yep. main game, right? Give yep. me the Rue. Give me the Rue. Give me the rooster, dude. But it's called, what is it? The Mr. X Nightmare add-on. Oh, so he's back? I thought he died. Because you fight his kids. You fight his kids. Part yeah, four. the Y-Twins. Yeah, the Y-Twins. So X is back. X, he's, he's back. He's going to give it to you. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, whoa, sorry. Oh, Daniel. Really just walked into that one, huh? <laughs> I forgot. You know, it, it genuinely was an accident. I yeah. saw. The moment of realization in this man's face is just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, poor one out. DMX just passed DMX, away. DMX, uh, What out. was that, Thursday? Yep, very sad. Condolences to mm. Mr. X. Mm. And, and all the family. Rough Riders out there. And all the rough riders out there, indeed. <laughs> Jet Li uh, tweeted out. He was just like, it was an honor to work with you. Truly mm. an honor to work with you. Just like, oh, that's right. Cradle of the Grave was the shit, dude. The shit. So good. I'm just like thinking back yeah. to like all the all the all those DMX hits that I would hear back in the early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Let's just go back to the early 2000s. That's what I, that's what going even Devil May Cry 2 may suck. <laughs> But, but at it, least it's, it takes us back to simpler times. It reminds me <laughs> of simpler times. The PS2 era. What a good, what a formative era for my body and my mind. I think for a lot of us, roommates, yeah. PS2 era was like the defining yeah. era of who Guys, we are as gamers. Guys, right into the Save Room Show, mm-hmm. at Save Room Show on Twitter, and tell us uh, just about your PS2 era. <laughs> <laughs> just tell us about your PS2 era, yeah. please. Do you have another bit on here? Is I there... do have a third one on here, which I think would be normally reserved as a probably a main topic yeah. on a news episode proper Uh-oh. this is gonna be a long fucking episode <laughs> but uh we just decided to just fucking throw it in here because we don't know when we're gonna be able to do a news episode next mm. uh but number three sony is remaking 2013's the last of us what the fuck i think that's what everybody's asking right now what the fuck why the fuck why just why the game's archaic at this point you remember the remastered edition that definitely came out on ps4 yeah. That, you know, improved it and basically remastered it. Yeah, you remember that? You remember how they kind of gave it a 60 frame upglow with the PS5 too? Got that upglow. <laughs> yeah. With the PS4 Pro, right? Not PS5. Oh, they no, didn't do anything with right. PS5, right? right? Right, No, no, no. Did they do something? Do you know something? <laughs> well, no, it's... <laughs> Was it free with the PlayStation Hits collection? I don't think so. Yes, it is. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it Uncharted is. is. Uncharted 4 is. Oh, yeah. Last of Us 1 is. For yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it's, it's mm. interesting because because it's stupid it's yeah it's stupid it's Hmm. this is a game we got eight years ago that by all means still looks amazing for for its time right yeah and like we literally just got a fucking remaster like a year after it came out that still looks good yeah it's not out 
dated in any form yeah. or fashion, right? And but there's like a whole story to how yes. this came to be and a lot of kind of drama. Mr. Jason Schreier. Yep. Out there on Bloomberg. On Bloomberg. I ran out of attempts <laughs> on my phone to be able to read articles on Bloomberg. Yeah, it's from his uh, latest <laughs> article called Sony's Obsession with Blockbusters is Stirring Unrest Within the PlayStation Empire. The PlayStation Empire. What a thing to say. What, so, a, what an overly serious thing to th- say. There was a lot to really pick apart from it. So I kind of just pull quoted three major sections that yeah. I will read through real quick. The first one here is, quote, Michael Mumbauer who took over a direction of the Sony's Visual Arts Service Group in 2007, recruited a group of about 30 developers internally and from neighboring game studios to form a new development unit within Sony. The idea was to expand upon some of the company's most successful franchises, and the team began working on a remake of the 2013 hit The Last of Us for the PlayStation 5. But Sony never acknowledged the team's existence or gave them the funding and support needed to succeed in the highly competitive video game market, according to people involved. The studio never even got its own name. Instead, Sony moved ownership of The Last of Us remake to its original creator, Naughty Dog. So you basically had this kind of like group of people that I imagine is kind of like a, I don't know, like a mirror of like Bluepoint at that point, just working on a remake of this game. Right. And then that team just gets disbanded and then it gets shuffled back up to Naughty Dog proper. Which is, that probably sucks for the Naughty Dog team. We just finished this fucking, we made part two of this. What the yeah. hell is this? I'm sure they want to move on to like other endeavors. They probably want to move on and finish factions or maybe work on like, I don't know, the next installment. You Could know? you imagine, dude? Could you imagine like, let's say that there's some devs at Naughty Dog that have been there since like mm. uh, Last of Us all the way up until now. Yeah. And they're just like, this game again? Again? We just fucking saw this game. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're we're remaking the last of us i would go i would would leave it's such a head-scratching thought but it kind of plays into the whole mindset that sony's had lately where they're really kind of focusing on their blockbuster money makers yeah right like especially with their recent decision to shut down like japan studios and focus shift on like what team asabi yeah for uh the the astros games (laughs) where it's like okay cool well you're really just kind of saying like piss off to your lineage no more like cool creative indie games japanese leaning games let's really just focus shift on the games that make money and it's like like i get it i get that's like what is kind of like you know i don't know bringing in the the paychecks for you as a studio but it's just it's kind of creating a really bland portfolio for sony at this point you're boring up your cattle yeah like every game now feels like an imitation of uncharted or the last of us or is a remake or remaster of those (laughs) very games at this point (laughs) sure like i don't know thinking of like the sony games that i really love like horizon god of war days gone ghost of tsushima what are those games if not just naughty dog games (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) well i mean some of them lean excuse me some of them lean into being open world more than um, yeah. Naughty Dog's more like narrative focused stuff. But yeah, I see what you're saying. There's yeah. definitely like there there's been a homogenization of the titles that are the you know the heavy hitting PlayStation exclusives. Yeah. And it's just like all right, they they're getting to the point where it's like these all seem like safe bets, and nothing nothing is more like a flare up in the air that they're just like we're only making safe bets than mm. literally remaking IP that's not even fucking old. <sighs> Like, like give it 10 years and talk time. about it not give it eight and make it <laughs> the fuck dude the fact that they were probably working on this for a while too yeah. is the thing like this article just came out like on 
Friday, but I feel like this has probably been in the works for at least like a year at this point, which is crazy to think. Yeah. That like this project could have been overlapping with The Last of Us Part Two even. Well, it, originally, <laughs> apparently this uh, this VAS group, uh-huh. the VAS group, mm-hmm. they pitched doing Uncharted or an Uncharted remake, mm-hmm. which I actually think is, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yes. I'm, that's fresher. Or, or I, I mean, it's older to make it feel fresh again if you were to remake that. But yeah. even then, it's still kind of a boring choice. I think so too. Like, especially because like we got the Blue Point trilogy remaster, yeah. like uh, towards the beginning of the PS4 era, which was nice. Where it's like, okay, cool, all these games are like up-res. and yeah. I think there were some mechanical overhauls for at least the first game. Kind, kind of sort of. It's, yeah. It was still a little ru- like it's definitely the absolute most dated of the collection. Yeah. It's a little hard to play. Some people fucking hate it. Nick hates it. Mm-hmm. Nick always talks about how much he thinks it's like the worst <laughs> game. Uh, and I, I know a lot of people echo that sentiment, oddly enough. And then part two came in and it was like yeah. Assassin's Creed 2. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. perfect analog for, what, for sure. <laughs> what that game did. Right. And then people argue about three. <laughs> yeah, I think three is it's it's a good game, but it's yeah. like it's more the same of two. Right. Yeah, I think the the two contenders for like what make the best Uncharted games are two and four, obviously. But like, again, it's like I think that would have been a, a cooler prospect, really. Right. Yeah. Remake, remake the first Uncharted. Yeah. Or whereas, make mm-hmm. something new, even. Right, and especially after like Last of Us Two just came out. Yeah. It's just kind of like, uh, okay. Another thing here, so Sony Bend was involved in this situation too mm-hmm. right yes um how did they get involved <laughs> so we'll kind of start with the the sad quote here that i have where days gone 2 who well days gone was made by sony ben but they were working yeah. on days gone 2 which ultimately got canceled uh unfortunately what the fuck so quote this fixation on teams that churns out hits is creating unrest across sony's portfolio of game studios oregon-based Sony Ben, best known for the 2019 open-world action game Days Gone, tried unsuccessfully to pitch a sequel that year, according to people familiar with the proposal. Although the first game had been profitable, its development had been lengthy, and critical reception was mixed, so a Days Gone 2 wasn't seen as a viable option, end quote. And then with that, like, with that project basically being canned, they were worried about being absorbed into Naughty Dog and becoming kind of a cog in these remake processes. Quote, instead of one team at uh, Bend was assigned to help Naughty Dog with a multiplayer game with a second group that was assigned to work on a new Uncharted game with supervision from Naughty Dog. Some staff, including top leads, were unhappy with the arrangement and left. Ben's developers feared they might be absorbed into Naughty Dog, and the studio's leadership asked to be taken off the Uncharted project. They got their wish last month and are now working on a new game of their own that will be part of a brand new franchise. So that sucks. That's oh, it's, it's confirmed that it's a brand new franchise. I know IG out my my fucking hand. Hang on, I was too excited about news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so IGN said something at the bottom of their thing that they or no Eurogamer had an update. Reports that its sources claim a Sony Ben developed Uncharted game was planned to be a new chapter for the series, possibly a prequel. Yes, and it was intended as something of a reboot for the series. It's unclear if those plans have persisted with Bend off the project. Okay, mm-hmm. I skipped ahead to some sort of other part here. Okay. <laughs> Sony Bend is now apparently working on a new original game, like Daniel said. Yes. <laughs> but it's not clear if this is Days Gone 2, a brand new game, or a return to another back catalog game. You know something I don't? <laughs> this is from the Trier article. Trier knows everything. Trier's got his pulse to the ground. So we definitely don't have Days Gone 2. Yeah why uh well because although it was profitable it yeah. was a lengthy development kind of a mess and i maybe one of those things where sony was just like yeah we don't really want to revisit that like all of this just speaks to them hedging mm-hmm. to safe bets at this point like 
Yeah. Uh, being risk adverse and just kind of leaning into stuff that they know that they can get out and will make them money. Well, with the Days Gone situation, that's a sad thing because it's like there was so much good in the first game that yeah. a sequel could only have improved and brought out that good even further. Yes. Kind of like we said, Uncharted 2, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed 2. It's like a game that begged for a sequel. Mm-hmm. and th- It set itself up for a sequel. It had a yeah, mid-credit zinger for a sequel. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck. Right? Um, so the thing about this is that... Um, I, I it you know I I kind of think to mind like you know Microsoft's acquisitions, sure. but from what these new studios kind of say, Microsoft just kind of like gives them enough room to like make kind of what they want to make, mm-hmm. basically. From what I hear, anyway. Sure. Um, this is a situation where it's the exact opposite, right? It mm-hmm. sounds like oh, these studios got to pitch something to Sony that Sony's gonna like, and then at the end of the day, they're just like, eh, how about you go remake this? Yeah. Eh, how about you just go do this project? That must suck. Yeah, you're you're. Autonomy is missing in that. So for a creative, that is like the absolute, it's death mm-hmm. of motivation and interest, right? When you're being told exactly what to make mm-hmm. as a hit maker. That's stupid. Yeah, it's kind of even suck like for that, that Voss team, right? To be working on this remake only to have the Naughty Dog come in and Naughty Dog team come no, in. No, the Naughty instead. Dog crash <laughs> through the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Crash Bandicoot shows up in the jean shorts. It's like, we're taking over. <laughs> what is that? It's a Naughty Dog! <laughs> Windows breaking. But it's just like, I don't know. It it sucks because like, I, I know that, that resourcing like is a finite thing, right? I think Microsoft obviously has a lot more spending money to throw around right if they're making like multi-billion dollar uh purchases of of game studios right they have money to spend whereas sony i think is probably like not as lucrative in that aspect they probably have to like make safer choices here and there Uh. but it's leading to them making two safe choices they're literally like it feels like brand dilution at this point where it's like okay every game is now gonna march in the shadow of naughty dog like right and and especially it feels (laughs) like as much as we can say that yeah some of the ip that they're putting out there is very samey like open world action game but mm-hmm. you know ghost of shishima was new ip mm-hmm. and it was super exciting and now yeah. it's getting a fucking movie and people were very on board with it mm-hmm. and it's like okay well even though that's like <sighs> feels the same mechanically as their other games it's mm-hmm. still them pushing forward with new yes. ideas yeah. so how come we're not prioritizing that kind of thing anymore mm-hmm. right you know, I, I feel like that's exciting. Giving us new, but also familiar in its level of quality sure. is not a bad choice. Telling us we're just going to keep on giving you the same fucking IP, like la- you're going to learn the Last of Us until you get sick of it. Mm-hmm. It's the same Last of Us. Welcome to Cognitive Dissonance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, it sucks. Also, hey, fucking Square Enix waited like 20 years to make a remake to, yeah. <laughs> to Final Fantasy VII. That's the thing that where feels it's like, right. <laughs> give games remakes that need it, right? right? Like The Last of Us... Sure, it's dated because it came out in 2013. Maybe some of the mechanics could use an overhaul. Like the the thought oh, of like yeah. making it play like The Last of Us Part Two, I'm all for. But like, you do not need to do a ground up visual remake of this game. And I know they're trying to maybe like run parallel to the HBO series, maybe generate hype, right? That's right. To where it's like, okay, the series will come out probably like sometime in 2022, and then maybe this remake of The Last of Us is ready. Then it drives sales for the whole mm. franchise like all over again. Because like, I don't think they're making nearly as much money off of like, you know, the PS4 port as they could be, right? When they could be charging $70 for a brand new remake, <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Or they could package it together with like The Last of Us Part Two, And it's just like, I, I get it. There's like financial decisions in play here to drive like you know excitement and fervor for the series but it's just like 
people can just go back and play the original. My, <laughs> my question is, what's with this? Yeah, especially since it's available on the PS it's collection. fucking available for, everywhere. Like, everybody, right? Like, yeah. But, it... <laughs> but my, my question is, like, is this Sony just saying they don't have faith in the multiplayer Last of Us project that Naughty Dog said they're still developing? Or are they just like, oh, that's not going to be enough to, like, you know, garner the like right it. interest? Yeah. Right? I, I'm like, I don't know. That feels like not believing in whatever that's going to be because it sounds like they're putting more effort into making it, like, a more robust like standalone thing hopefully it is. i hope so yeah hmm. and then like the other question is like oh what about like i don't know last of us three mm-hmm. like isn't that like enough i know the show probably will come out next year so yeah that we'll definitely not see a part three next yeah. year but it's also like i don't know what if you did announce it like next year in conjunction with the show's release and just be like yeah you know hey it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and fans were like oh so it's pretty cool <laughs> that would have been a way cooler prospect yeah i don't know i feel like there's other ways to go with this and giving us old stuff is not new feeling in my mind. Yeah, especially where I feel like there's like some other games that could probably use love, you yeah. know, or at least like maybe 50 or 60 frame per second overhauls. Like, why can't we get like a Bloodborne PS5 version? Like, why can't we get like these sort of games that just like are remake not... Bloodborne? Remake Bloodborne. There we go. <laughs> right? Remake Bloodborne. And I don't even need you to like do the Blue Point mm-hmm. version. <clears throat> I want that. See, that's one of those things. I don't think we need it right now, but yeah. I'm saying if you're going to do a remake of your fucking back catalog, go give it to things that kind of feel like they need some yeah. more like of an update. Honestly, like if if it's a game from the PS2 or earlier, those games probably need remakes. Anything right. beyond that, just leave alone. Like you don't need to touch it. Do you remember the PS2 era? I do. It's good times. Yeah. DMC2. <laughs> DMC2, dude. DMC2, 3. GTA Vice City. Oh my God. Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. We Katamari got one. We love Katamari. We, uh, both of them are on that. Con- yeah, yeah, that's right. That's See, right. like, that's Good the times. era of Sony that, like, I'm I'm really going to miss. Yeah, like, we're, with this we're losing out on weird Sony. Yeah. They're going away. I mean, that was pretty evident when they closed their Eastern studio, you know, to, to make more Western hits. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I've been saying this. I said this on stream a few times, but Sony, since PS5 is launched, has been dancing with two left feet. Mm-hmm. Like, just this entire time where it's like, man, you're not you're not really doing a strong showing here you're making some bewildering Mm -hmm. choices right yeah it's a little rough right now we talked about it last week on last week's episode where you said okay like it feels like microsoft is making moves and sony is just oddly standing still yeah yeah that sounds like a good kevin quote yeah yeah Yeah, it's just sad to see right you know but so what do you think this means for, like, Naughty Dog, then, moving forward? Are they doomed to just maybe be stuck on the cycle of, like, remaking their own games? Or do you think they're going to get the, the runway to eventually do something else? Like, Well, the fact that they had other studios come in, like, tag team on this project tells me that they don't want to, like, divert all of Naughty Dog's resources to just remaking their own fucking IP. It'd be stupid. I'm, I'm sure they're working on whatever their next game is, like, mm-hmm. right now. So there's always going to be a next thing for them because they're definitely like the darling studio yeah. of their uh, Rolodex of studios that Sony owns. Mm-hmm. But um, it is sad to see them dick around Sony Bend. Actually, that's probably the, like the worst part of this whole and, Bloomberg report. Yeah, and turn them to like what Activision did to those like satellite Call of Duty studios, mm-hmm. like Vicarious Visions, yep. and I think even NetherSoft for a while. It's like you're gonna make Call of Duty maps, and it's yeah. like my life fruition. I guess <laughs> like it sucks. I mean. It's one of those things where they were in Naughty Dog's ballpark for a little bit because I think they they did what was that game called? Uh, Golden Compass or Golden Abyss? Golden Abyss. Yeah, they did oh, Uncharted the Golden Vita Abyss one, right? on the Vita. So they did that, and then they went on and did Days Gone. I years totally later. forgot that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like okay, well, at least there's some familiarity there, but it's just like you gave them 
like so much room now to like experiment with a new IP and like sure like it wasn't a massive like success like and it, it didn't do Spider-Man numbers it didn't do Last of Us numbers right sure. but like people still love that game I love that know? game and it's just such a bummer because like I feel like a a sequel only could have improved on like what was there like yeah. it could have given them time to like you know refine the open world system and mechanics and you know give us more time in that world because it I thought it was a special world you know I think so too I think uh and it it's funny that we're talking about this or it came up in the news because it's like a free PS Plus game this month. Days Gone. I really do encourage people to download that game. It, mm-hmm. it is it is very good. It's actually free twice over now for people. So it's in the PS Hits collection for PS5 and then it's on PS Plus for PS4 users. Is it really? Yeah. Then why was it one of the free games on Plus this month? Because PS4 users don't have access to the oh yeah. i'm being classist yeah. <laughs> that's what's that, happening i think here. that's one of those things that we forget that like that's corded off to ps5 yeah i totally forgot yeah what they did with their store unification fucking yeah. sucks yeah. so i don't know sony like i i will love their games i will love what they do i live in that ecosystem but it's disappointing to see the moves they're making and i just feel like they're gonna lose a lot of their their edge and identity as as a brand moving forward it, it's going to be very uniform of what they're doing yeah dude it's like um the part in slc punk where the mm. punk realizes i can't be an slc punk no more yeah so i'm gonna be a lawyer like my dad <laughs> it's just like that where it's just like oh that's not a feel-good ending <laughs> yeah <laughs> you think jim ryan's gonna go out there and have a fucking <laughs> matthew lillard moment for sure he has to watch one of his friends die bob yeah oh man who would be the bob rough. in this situation <laughs> Mark Cerny. Mark Cerny. No! <laughs> Mark! One of my favorite bits about this whole Bloomberg article yeah. is that Sean Layden now is getting a lot of love on Twitter. Why is that? People are just tweeting him because they, they miss him now. Like, they're just like, oh yeah, when Sean Layden was with mm. PlayStation, like, we were getting, you know, that more fun era of Sony, you know? For sure. For sure. <laughs> you got Sean Layden coming out in Crash Bandicoot shirts. I don't just... even know what his job was. What does that man do? What did he do? He reminded me of like what Reggie was for Nintendo. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a spokesman. Yeah, basically. You know? Yeah. I'm sure he had some sort of function though. Yeah. He's got to show up in meetings and be sure. like, nobody, nobody, what? <laughs> you know, like whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I feel that. I hope that they are kind of responding to the feedback and whatnot sure. about this because it would be cool to see them not take risks because it's like you're fucking sony you're always gonna have your big ip to like kind of lean on but also use your resources to like enable interesting projects in the mm-hmm. same way that microsoft is kind of doing with their studios right like obsidian's working on a fucking first person rpg with magic and and hacking and slash yeah. and it's like oh shit cool <laughs> like that's that's interesting and it's not it's a new thing mm-hmm. um built on familiar framework of mm-hmm. course right just it's just disappointing the notion that like everything has to be like a seventy dollar triple a success for them to want to like you know put money into it yeah like i feel like long gone are going to be these like double a like experimental days right kind of a bummer well at that point we're just gonna have to rely on third parties to deliver those experiences right but like hopefully it's still like a not only cost effective but profitable right like Mm -hmm. uh, i look at control I, i think it did okay like they said they made back their budget but mm-hmm. they never really like remedy never treated it as like this gangbuster situation where it's like mm-hmm. control so successful it's just kind of like oh well I, I wish that again sony would if they're not going to make those games themselves you could at least promote those games as like hard as possible <laughs> to mm-hmm. put them out there because i think it's having a yeah. diverse catalog matters it does like it, ju- it just does Which is kind of what they toted for the longest time. They're like, oh, yeah, we have all these unique games here. A lot of them are, like, you know, built around the idea of, like, 
unique single player experiences and then they kind of branched out and did like bigger multiplayer things as like you know ps3 and ps4 generations came in but like it was still unique it it felt like like sony for the longest time was the place to play because of those experiences right and now it's just like well now there's going to be this tug of war between them and microsoft because microsoft is like batting in a different ballpark now with more of it the idea of it being a platform for games and accessibility versus what sony's doing damn shame what do we think uh, what, what do we do how do we get uh laden back in there how do we uh supplant him you know does he have to have a uh the old uh knuckle out with uh herman holst put him in a herman hold <laughs> <Herman Holt>. <laughs> <laughs> just get him by the big throat and just be like you're not gonna do this to sony anymore <laughs> right i would watch that <laughs> is celebrity deathmatch still a thing uh oh no it they brought it back for a little while yeah. and then it's gone again because i, I feel like that would be the the fight right there Herman that would Holes be the first sean Layden. exactly <laughs> right you'd fucking bust out a vita and like clobber him <laughs> boom yeah geo corsi in the corner coming with the tag team <laughs> it's got a copy of fucking yakuza 5 he's yeah. cutting up holy shit is that jack trenton coming down from the fucking bleachers shirtless <laughs> shirtless and just like doing the t-bone dive looking like fucking uh hagar oh my god and ha- kazarai comes out and just fucking suplexes him through a fucking table is that kaz does he have a fucking pipe <laughs> That's the real PlayStation All Star yeah. All Stars Battle right. Royale right there. We we got to bring it back, man. Oh my God. We got to bring it back because you know what? Life's a Tokyo jungle. Oh wow! That's okay, it's good. good. And you want to be top naughty dog, <laughs> but if you don't swerve, you're gonna Sony fucking bend. Should I let you keep going? It looks uh, like you're on a roll. Do I have another one? Yeah, you might. You may be dreaming of Santa Monica, but in actuality, you're an insomniac. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was the Gorilla Games of approaches. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you had any final thoughts on this whole Sony weirdness? Because I, my my immediate thought is just don't remake The Last of Us. It's don't just don't you don't need to do it. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to do that. I'm gonna buy it though. That's the fucking thing, right? I'm a mock. Like it's gonna come out, and we're gonna buy it like idiots anyway. I'm so buy it. Much like you've bought in every port of Resident Evil, and anytime Let's... they remake or port shadow of the colossus i'm gonna buy it right you know? i get it i get it no I, 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 hear me out hear me out on this hear me out i am used to having to choke down some maybe i should say this a different way no say i'm it. used to disappointment okay i'm used to saying all right the bad thing's gonna happen anyway how do we deal with living with the bad thing mm-hmm. and by all accounts a remake of the last of us is not really a bad thing it's not the thing we need but if we're gonna get it do one thing for me don't change any of the voice cast don't don't do any of that mm-hmm. leave it exactly everything how it's shot how it's framed do the fucking psycho 1998 to this shit there we go right perfect it is literally blue point style remake just make it look fucking more beautiful than anything we've ever seen on earth yeah i mean if it comes in looking like the first uh, last of us part two like it's gonna be fucking just mind-bogglingly gorgeous right do you think they'll do like any reshoots for it reshoots yeah any like additional mo-capping we need some more David. <laughs> we gotta have a lot more David and more dogs that you can feel bad about. Killing. David bursts out of the fucking <laughs> diner on fire, chases you through the snow. <laughs> like we get like all these bonus moments. <laughs> it's just a skeleton screaming at you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, well with that, let's get into the play segment because we're already running a bit long here. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> let's let's start with some bad. Yeah, dude. Um, talk to me about Resident Evil Verse. R E Verse. 
Yeah, game sucks. <laughs> um, as a fellow uh, Resident Evil fan, audience, trust me when the Capcom captain says you can Capcom sleep on this. Yeah? Uh-huh, yeah, you can sleep on this. This is not. Even at free, there's too much of a cost. <laughs> it's a mental cost. <laughs> it really is. It's frustrating. It doesn't feel good. Mm. Um, even though it takes all the assets from Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake. And, and 7, just, right? And seven, yeah. and just spills them into a PvP multiplayer game where you play as your favorite hero shooting your other favorite heroes. Like when the Power Rangers would fight each other in the Genesis game, mm. that shit felt what it hit different. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's the same. We're like, oh yeah, Claire's just gonna shoot her brother in the goddamn face. It's like the the premise of this game, I reject, sir. But if you made it fun, I would be playing it, and it's not fun. It doesn't even feel the same as the remakes. Um, that's a huge disappointment and the whole thing is like oh every time you die you become a bow mm-hmm. and you can collect these little purple vials on the map and like some of the bows the better ones like super tyrant and nemesis and jack baker require like you'd have a whole two vials so you're running around doing that mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh that's almost an interesting idea but playing as a bow a monster fucking sucks it's not fun the mm-hmm. hit detection's all goofy uh, nothing has any real like oomph to the game, and most people are just spamming whatever attack stun locks you mm-hmm. the most. So just put you in a corner and just yeah. kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone likes playing as Hunk. He goes invisible and then he kicks you to death. It's oh, dumb. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I played a few rounds and I'm just like, ah, shit. But you know, Capcom did do one good thing. Uh, they fucked up with the server, so the beta's been on maintenance pretty much every yep. two minutes. Every time I try and log into it, and I've tried every night. Every day, even, since Thursday. And it's like, oh, nope, beta maintenance until this hour. They're sparing you. They're sparing you from (laughs) having to play Reverse. They know it's a bad idea. They know that for the fucking comic filter was also a bad idea. Yeah, that's a weird visual choice. (laughs) And they did it anyway. Hmm. I think they should... I think they should unrelease this. I think they should really just be like, you know what? It's not even bother. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Because, like, you're just going to be throwing money trying to support and fix it up because it's obviously a disaster. Was it supposed to launch free alongside Village or was it supposed to come yeah. out, like, after? Okay. With Village. Ugh. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to spend my time playing fucking Reverse over Village. Yeah, it's it's cool. definitely going to be a situation largely unlike what happened with Resistance and RE3 Remake. Right. Where it's like, okay... RE3 Remake was a short experience game, and we wanted something more after that. And then Resistance was like, oh, this could be that multiplayer thing that hits, and it sadly wasn't. You know? I, I almost wish, and if again, this is us having the choke down the bad, right? I almost wish they just like revamped Resistance and said, hey, here's like Resistance 2.0 yeah. coming out with uh, Village. and just Because there, there's some stuff that kind of worked in there. Mm-hmm. They just need to clean it up like a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> But they could have done that instead of just, this doesn't feel like any effort was given into it. Who was, was this Business One who did this? Dev One? Dev One. They, for some reason, are responding on Twitter about server issues. So it almost seems like they worked on it. But that's bewildering. I think you made a good point the other day. They were like, you know what they could have done? They could have just like given us what they gave us with like no way out in Resident Evil 2. Yeah, like expanded on that, which is basically mercenaries. Yeah, because like that, I mean, that is just the most obvious thing that you could be doing with any of these games. Right? Just make it co-op, dude. I'm looking at the fucking the Resident Evil forums, and everyone who's talking about Reverse is saying like one of three things, which is, um, how come they just didn't give us mercenaries? How come they just didn't give us uh, a new outbreak or something mm-hmm. like outbreak or literally a port of outbreak at this point? Mm-hmm. Or three, 
why didn't you just give us the first three games in the franchise, like a classic collection, mm-hmm. and just like re-release that? Because you can't even get Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, the originals, I mean, yeah, on PC. It's not even on Steam. Mm-hmm. And soon it's not going to be available on PS3. Exactly, yeah, 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 because yeah. they're a part of the PS1 Classic Collection, so yeah. they're going to be gone. There's, like, no continuity for those games, despite the fact that, like, we got fucking three remakes in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to remake part four, and it's just like, dude, what? <laughs> Don't abandon them. But yeah, yeah, instead they give us this. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a weird way to celebrate an anniversary of a very beloved franchise. Oh, yeah, 25th anniversary is super weird, super weird. But it's like, you keep on overlooking, like, eight. Eight's going to be great. Oh, yeah, eight's going to be amazing. That's the thing. Like, you, know? you can always bet on the main installments being phenomenal. Right, right. right. Being this, talked about in a good way. This one looks so cool. And, and so they're, um, we're recording this before the showcase that they're doing on the mm-hmm. 15th next week. And it sounds like we're going to get another demo of Ooh, Village. But this one's going to give us some, uh, some combat. combat and nice. whatnot. And Ethan's, like, more trained up in this one, apparently. Mm-hmm. I was reading about how um, you can do, a, like, a perfect block. Yeah. And it gives you access to, like, basically a counterattack. Oh, that's And I'm cool. just like, oh, you're bringing back some of the, the fisticuffs in uh, RE, right? Yeah. Okay, some contextual melee. I'm into that. I'm into that, too. Yeah, because, like, the later original numbered games did that, like, five yeah. and six, basically. Five and six, the, the best of the best, baby. Yeah. The best of the best. <sighs> I can't wait for Village. Yeah, dude. It's so close. So, <laughs> Reverse was bound to be a disappointment, right? But yeah, yeah. I, I am mostly disappointed that they're just not using the mechanics and things that are already in place that work. Like I, like you said that I said, right? No Way Out was a I perfect... I did say that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Way Out was like a perfect little like teaser of what could have been an expanded Mercenaries, where it's like you gave me a location right. with really basic you know mechanics from the game, and okay, I'm just shooting infected and zombies and yeah. you know Pale Boys, and this is awesome. That's all I needed from this experience. Give me four locations. Let me just co-op shoot with friends with those bomb-ass mechanics, and I'm set. Like, <laughs> I'm happy. Yo, Capcom, give me those bomb-ass mechanics. What, what are you fuck? doing? What are you doing? Next thing on here. Yes. We're playing a, a number of games, really. In our um, lives. You're playing a lot of Outriders right now. I am. Yeah. I am playing a lot of Outriders. People Can Fly developed, Square Enix published. Yep, yep, you yep. feeling any better about it? Has, today has I was. Up? I was having fun with it today, okay. to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I think I've, I've said it on Twitter, Jack, hi, um, <laughs> that I'm kind of half in, half out with the game. Okay. I think um, there's certain things that really work for me, but there's other things where... Well, first of all, this game's not trying to like reinvent the wheel for... Mm this type of title right which calls to mind division and destiny and whatnot but it's not a live service game Kevin. but it's not a live service game and they're they, i see what they're saying they're saying they're not doing the live service model yeah but the fact that there's like a grind loot and such like it yeah. it feels like those games i get what they're saying they actually they very aptly compared their game to diablo okay specifically three with how like it works its loot system works and all that and i was like yeah actually i am inclined to agree Mm -hmm. this doesn't feel like a game where we have to wait for them to like you know continue the patch in new content for it to remain interesting it they they're they're saying that they released a complete game Mm -hmm. which is also their way of saying we were hedging our bets we didn't want to like overshoot with a roadmap in case this game failed a la anthem style yeah (laughs) which is pretty smart but yeah yeah. because new ip is like it's it's very uncharted territory for a lot of studios where it's like this could come out and completely bomb right right <laughs> so i can understand them wanting to play that marketing of it very safely for sure but it it, it is overall it's fun i i think um in style and tone i compared it to well it's basically sci-fi 
video game the game. Yeah. Like, it just, like, borrows so much from things like Mass Effect and... Um, like Destiny, Gears of War. Gears of War, specifically, also. Yeah, big, big dollop of Gears of War in this game. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like those games smash together, and that mm-hmm. kind of almost, like, overloads your palette at times for the game, for, mm-hmm. like, it having its own kind of through line. But there is some interesting pockets in the story that I really appreciate. Okay. The, the whole premise is you're on a different planet. Earth became uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. And we decided to go to this next place where oh, they got air, so fucking we're gonna we're gonna have our space colony land here. And it turns out it's a shit show because there's crazy storms going on, and whatnot, and fucking up shit. Mm-hmm. And your character gets knocked out for thirty years. You wake up and you're like, oh, you guys have had a bad time. Everything's war torn. People are freaking out. It's like yeah. fucking Mad Max style, but like sci-fi <laughs> basically and you also have superpowers weird there you go that's the premise of the game but uh you meet other powered people and one person has like visions and tells you that for, for some reason whenever i'm around you i can see what i think is the future of this pan- this planet be very lush and not war torn and all this so it seems like i'm gonna help you so it, it kind of gives you this this bigger sense of purpose in the game that mm-hmm. i like where it's like oh i'm not just killing things because it's like fun to do like in yeah. borderlands like i'm actually trying to uh fight for our future in some capacity right so you you feel like it's a little bigger than uh uh than that so that that's cool Mm -hmm. but mechanically the game sound very fun um some of the cover shooting mechanics don't really land uh and you especially get super especially playing alone you get super overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because it feels like you're getting shot from all angles instead of just like enemies kind of being out in front of you Mm -hmm. Even some of them will spawn behind you and start blasting your ass. So you're oh, like, you're supposed worst. to move. But then you learn it's like, well, I need to have like forward locomotion mm-hmm. so that I can use my powers because there's like this health buff system where it's like, as long as your enemies are covered in whatever you're like, I'm a pyromancer, right? Yeah. As long as they're covered in my fire, uh, when I shoot them, I get health back. Mm-hmm. So it has this ebb and flow of like, okay, I got to keep on kind of like Doom, kind of yeah. like how Doom does, right? Um, so it tricks you though, because it's like, well, all, there's a bunch of cover shooting mechanics to it, but it seems like it's not opportune to use that at mm-hmm. all times. So it feels a little at odds at times, but I think it feels like the game's way more balanced for other people. Because mm. I was playing with a good friend of the show, Rem, mm-hmm. the other night, and I was like, okay, I was having a tough time, and like, you know, he messaged, you want to play? And I was like, yeah, uh, I can't get past this part. <laughs> Can you help me? And he, we, of course, he's steam barreled into it. Like, mm. you know, he's, he's a few levels up above me. Um, that's also interesting how they handle it. War- so there's levels and then world tier mm-hmm. that are two meters constantly going up. And what they mean is world tier basically controls how difficult the enemies are and you get better rewards the more you keep on like pushing that world tier. But if an area gets too hard, you can go choose a lower world tier. For okay. instance, I'm on world tier seven right now. And if encounter is like busting my butt, I can go back to like world tier five and just like clean it up. Right. But I don't get as good rewards. Um, and so that's how they handle the leveling thing. Cause like they don't scale enemies or you mm-hmm. like when you fight enemies, it's like, Oh, my world tier is going to control how hard they are. Not, okay. not like their level. So that, it's kind of cool. Neat. It's yeah. kind of cool actually. Cause like, that's always the hardest solve for like multiplayer games of that nature. Division struggles with yeah. that. Right. Where it's like, you, you'll come in and if you're like five levels below me, like a shot's going to fucking hurt you mm. way more, even though it's like supposed to be scaling. There. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like Borderlands handles it pretty aptly. Yeah, yeah, I remember three doing a good job with that, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, so I, it's interesting. But but you know, again, there's a lot of sameness to this experience. Sure. Like I'm I'm getting like fucking like flashbacks to Destiny and Division over and over because it has very much the same core loops and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think growing my powers and skills is really interesting because that's you can customize how it shows up, right? Okay. 
Like you have like three slots on your on the bottom of the screen. You for like so it's mapped to L one or L one R one and R one, and so uh, you can change up the abilities that you do. Like for instance, I started with um, being able to throw a firewall, but then I change it to where like oh I could ignite my bullets for like a short period of time, hmm. and that means you can constantly shoot at people and get a health buff without having to do anything else. <laughs> it's really nice. So. It being more of a, like, class-based kind of Destiny shooter. I mean, granted, yeah. Destiny mm-hmm. is class-based in its own regard with the three, like, class sets, right? Yeah. I You've only played the, the Pyromancer class, right? But I Correct. imagine all the other ones as well are probably unique in terms of, like, how it rewards the player in terms yes. of aggression or, like, sort of, like, te- techniques in the field. And I apparently chose a more complicated class to get really? started with. And that probably explained why I had such a hard time to begin with before I got kind of like used to the flow of it yeah because if you think it's a cover shooter yeah you're like you're like oh, i'm just gonna play it safe but Whereas it seems like the pyromancer you have to rely on their abilities much more than maybe some i think like technomancer is yeah. a little easier and so is um oh fuck there's like a tank class mm-hmm. as well I, to be honest i didn't even look <laughs> like i just care about my shit yeah that's fair but uh yeah i think rem was playing as like the tank class i forget what they were called okay. but he was just basically tanking through encounters like much more better better than me right so like he's definitely not playing as a cover shooter because he's just fucking like in people's faces it almost seems like the cover shooter aspect is more for the benefit of the the enemies yeah (laughs) so they can get like reprieve from you (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking up the classes right now because i'm just i'm interested to see how many there are yeah so technomancer pyromancer devastator trickster devastator is the tank okay Trickster? trickster i don't know anything about trickster is that a fucking Joker? From... <laughs> yeah. So the the one thing about it, though, is that it's kind of locked to three-person co-op, right? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Like Remnant. Remnant yeah. style. Why not four? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. How much would it destroy the uh, balancing? Because Gears does four. Mm-hmm. Halo does four. Mm-hmm. And these are both big games. <laughs> Destiny does three in some situations. What? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Fire teams are three, right? Mm-hmm. They're not four. Nope. That's only for raids that you're yeah. like up to like six or whatnot. Because yep. like strikes, you only get three people for, then yeah. Really? It's... Yeah. What is this triangle formation bullshit? Right? I don't know. Eiffel Tower and enemies. You know what? Excuse Wait, that's me? not a triangle. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's three people, but not in the right way. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yep, that's what Bungie wanted. <laughs> so i want to ask you because this is kind of like something we didn't even really talk about this is a personal question yeah of course how you doing how you living do you feel good 31's coming up soon oh yeah it's scary i'm trying not to think about it too much (laughs) yeah um with with the game having come out like easter weekend right it was getting a lot of flack for like the servers you think god was playing it i think god was playing it jc posting up getting those clicking heads playing as the trickster class (laughs) (laughs) Do you, do you think um, the criticism that the game was getting launch weekend was um, was right? Because I feel like they were just getting flamed left and right on social media. Oh, for media. the server issues, For the right? server issues yeah. and like people saying, oh, this game's broken at launch. Sure. Um, I mean, this happens to literally every game of this nature. Yeah. Any game that... <laughs> I think it is a little bit bewildering that it's like server-based for as for much player. of it that you can play single player. Yeah, yeah. especially for single player, which is let me do my shit, right? I, didn't Diablo 3 fix that where like it wasn't? It used to be server-based or some shit like that? I forget. Uh, that's forever ago. That's 2013. It, it just that. it seems like a strange choice, right? But I don't yeah. know like what they're they're doing where they have to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, it happens. I think they especially thought that this game might... I don't know, not be as successful as it is right now because it seems like everyone's like jumping on. Yeah. Um, 
and maybe they only t-shirt size like how much bandwidth they would need for for this to a certain extent and they're like oh shit people are actually playing it yeah. <laughs> you know so that, that 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 could be a scenario i think a lot of people are giving him flack because it's like well square enix should have known this with avengers and it's just sure. like well square enix is a publishing front and i don't know what resources that they cascade down to like a studio like you know obviously people can fly as a third-party studio mm-hmm. um that you know has worked with different pl- places like gearbox yeah it's like i think all that shit server side shit is on, on the, the best of the dead yeah. yeah so it's really whatever they're doing and wouldn't we also consider people can fly like kind of a double a studio yeah i so. i would say that they're probably more double a than anything so this is probably the biggest game that they've committed to sure i mean they did gears of war judgment back in the day but i feel like they got a lot more pull or help or support from uh microsoft in that mm-hmm. i don't know how that worked out but um uh yeah so this is a pretty big game but i there's things that are exciting about it. There's things that are really fun. I like some of the personality in there, whereas everything else is much more, I won't say bland, but just very super familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, and I want more of it, you fight a bunch of monsters in this game, not just people. Yeah, I saw you and Rem fighting like this giant, like kind of mechanized spider. Yeah, there's a fucking giant spider living in a, uh, in a cave, and it turned into like this it wasn't mechanized it oh, was, wasn't it was literally like a re- did it just have armor then yeah okay. it was super armored yeah some of those fights end up feeling like really like remnant style mm-hmm. shit which is really cool um you fight a lo- lot of beasties out there and that's so cool s- some of their ai is literally just rubber banding to you which uh-huh. gets annoying you get overwhelmed very quickly uh, okay. and then like that i think those are the moments where you're like oh yeah that's diablo <laughs> yeah this is diablo <laughs> yeah um but fighting some of the bosses like the brood mothers and shit these giant fucking skin titans they're just Ooh. like that have like spike arms they're weird looking and like they're like sometimes imbued with different elements and shit they're fun to fight because they'll do like a big jump and you actually really gotta like use your role uh-huh. to get out of there and i'm just like yeah souls but shoot <laughs> you know it's fun do you think the the multiplayer dynamic of having different classes helps in taking down bigger monsters where it's like one class like putting down an enemy that might bring up like an affinity or weakness and then like another class comes in and just kind of like you know does extra damage or anything like that yeah i think so i think it um when i was playing with rem he was devastator he was definitely able to like kind of mix it up with the enemies like up in their face and he would draw aggro and shit and i'm mm-hmm. just like yep this feels familiar to okay. other games where that's a thing yeah because you know? i think that's the important thing of having like class-based multiplayer game like that where it's like i think the classes need to play off each other yeah yeah it seems like they do i just haven't played with a full group sure as of yet i know uh you're interested in getting in the game i am i don't think i'm gonna get it like right away i might wait for like a a price drop on it do you want to get like monday (sighs) maybe maybe for your birthday who knows for (laughs) you're gonna buy it for you for my birthday yeah Fuck yeah. I used to do that all the time. Like, when somebody would have a birthday, I'd buy something for myself as well. Nice. <clears throat> so I didn't feel as bad. Like a coloring book. Like a coloring book. Yeah, there's been some uh, Jurassic mm-hmm. Park coloring books that I've gifted that I was like, man, I wish <laughs> I had my own. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> right? Um, in, I guess, this now oversaturated market of, like, sci-fi shooters, do you Maybe. feel like it does its own thing, like, well enough, though? Um, I yeah, I think, holistically, it stays interesting. Sure. You know, even though it uses so many familiar components and doesn't really, like, kind of reinvent the wheel on them, it feels good. It hmm. feels... There's definitely some fun to be had. And I think, especially, there might be an appetite for... And I like the idea that they're going to do, like, DLC. They haven't announced anything, but they sure. would probably treat it as, like, we're going to do, like, DLC expansions mm-hmm. rather than just a content roadmap. But this game is supposed to be, like, mostly complete. I'm like, okay, we'll see how I feel at the end of it. Yeah. Or what that loop is, or why would I want to do endgame content, right? Mm. Like, I don't know what that looks like. If there is, like, a uh, 
end game to this. Yeah, when you were talking about like what the kind of I guess bare bone concept of the story was and how you're trying to find this kind of like nirvana like ideal world state. Yeah. When you get there, it's like okay, well now what? Like what is an yeah. end game look like in a, a world like that where you're trying to bring kind of peace? Yeah, and it almost says that world. it almost says that like that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's a setup just for like sequels, sure. like a carrot and the stick for the characters, I guess. But yeah, so. it's cool. That's my thing though. Like I, I'm interested in it, but I always feel like we're just juggling so many multiplayer games. That I didn't really I just... talk about the guns, did I? No, you didn't. There's like fucking <laughs> the gear system is exactly like Destiny, where it's just like, hey, there's gonna be an arrow pointing down that's red, an arrow pointing up that's green, meaning this is stronger, this is better. Go get it. Yes. Right. So that's what you're telling me before we started recording is yep. that it has the coolest like integration for a loot system to where you can kind of like mark certain items that you want to pick up. Versus yeah. Items you don't. So Rem showed me this where he was just like, hey, if you go into the start menu, you can change it where you do like an auto leap auto loot and i was like what's an auto loot he's like well if you're in an area and there's like loot hanging out from like dropped enemies no matter where you are if you press down in the d-pad it'll just like latch onto your person like you just pick it up and you can set it to where since there's different loot levels like common and then green for rare and then like you know purple and going on so forth you can actually say i don't want any commons or greens anymore Mm -hmm. um so just only give me purple and up like legendary Mm -hmm. and up and it'll pick up just that from the environment i was like oh shit that's a really cool streamlining of of gear system right yeah because in these like schluter games schluter schluter i hate it but i'll say it i feel like you get this sort of like weird dysfunction where it's like do i need to pick up everything and look at everything yeah yeah this lets you have like help prioritize it basically but i never pick up anything like below like legendary now which is funny um but yeah i think that was cool but the game still makes you do the fucking like destiny avengers thing of like i need to go into my inventory and like disassemble all this bullshit that i don't need anymore because now Mm. it's like five points lower than my other sniper rifle and stuff but the guns feel good like you get assault rifle shotguns sniper rifles and then handguns your handguns always have infinite ammo but you can switch Mm. them up to either do dual z's or one shots it's cool maybe i don't know this is it a ps4 game or is it a ps5 game uh, both it's ps4 oh, okay. ps5 so yeah. do you feel like the haptics on the controller and everything like when you're uh, using the guns it's it's not too pronounced okay. actually now that i come go back to it because like it's not doing the call of duty thing where it's like here's some resistance no it's it okay. feels fine it feels normal maybe they didn't utilize the haptics maybe i mean who would it's who that cares thing where we've talked about it a bunch where i feel like first party games are going to use the haptics way more than second party third party. oh yeah undoubtedly yeah. Yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. last of us remake is probably gonna have the craziest haptics you know <laughs> i can feel my daughter in my arms <laughs> i can feel the tension of loss sarah you're so heavy you're so heavy and i'm heavy with grief oh, i can barely grip this it's actually gonna make you wear a watch the whole game oh my god it'll give you a brother tommy wow that's some haptic <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump onto it eventually. But like I was saying, I feel like we're always jumping between multiplayer games. So it's like I never quite know what, a, what to sink my time into. Um, I still haven't started playing Rise. Monster Hunter Rise? Yeah. And Oh, fuck. I've been playing that too. Yep. Shit. I gotta and talk about so many games. We, we're always jumping back and forth between like Iceborne. So we still haven't finished the vision, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Like there's just so many experiences like in the multiplayer sphere that just like... I don't want to overdo it, right? I want to, like, be able to commit to a game, see it through, and then move on to the next, like, immersive yep. thing, right? Um, but That's because this man over here, he's loyal. I'm a loyalist. He's loyal to the game. I will say, though, yep. as a multiplayer experience, you, myself, and yep. 
Nicholas, Make Monsters. Nicholas of Make Monsters. Oh, hey, we go. Twitch.tv slash Make Monsters fame. We all got through every single inch of Dark Souls 3 together. Every, well, except for the beginning bosses. Well, we started all of it. We got through all of it. (laughs) History Um, will show the truth. And we got through content that I started single player and Ah. didn't finish. So, like, we got through the final boss for Ashes of Arendelle, and then we played all of the Ring City, which I actually stopped. I've never played that before. At the first boss. Yeah. And man, that, that DLC is so good. It fucks. <laughs> the DLC fucks. The boss that I especially like is the two demons. Mm-hmm. The, the demon of hatred and the demon of something. Pain? Yeah. The demon in pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a sad name. <laughs> the demon in pain. But they're giant and they, they really fuck you up. They got flame attacks and such. And you get, if you kill one, the other one gets angrier and harder to beat. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then they fuse together and become a ultra demon. Yeah, I would say um, we steamrolled a lot of the parts of the game, but we did have some hiccups here and there. Mm-hmm. Some hiccups. But I didn't appreciate all these trifling bitches invading our game. I had to put down quite a few. Like, I know the PvP scene is really big in Dark Souls games, but I'm getting sick of it. (laughs) Trifling, sir. You know? But yeah, we we got in there, and we did some tactics, and we had to wait out a few people. Because all they would do is just, like, stand in front of, like, a horde and wait for you to approach. And it's like, god damn it. So the, the bummer about most of the Ring City DLC is that since I hadn't finished it, I had to play a lot of it solo while you you and Nick were playing it together. Because you were there in spirit. Yeah, because I hadn't gotten all the, you know, the, what are they called? Fires? Yeah, the the, 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 the bonfires. Yeah, so I hadn't unlocked, like, all the bonfires and done all the boss fights. So I got, like, locked into areas where I'm like, well, shit, I can't find you in your game if I don't have it yet in mine. (laughs) So, yeah, I had to do a lot of that solo. And then, like, you would help me with a boss fight. I'd help you with a boss fight. Right, yeah, we did a lot of repeat boss fights, which is fine. Because it's, like, that's the point of the game. And it's way easier in co-op anyway. I mean, we've... Some some of the fights got us good, but whatever that last dude oh, for Ring City was, Slave Knight Gal, yes, Gale, that Gale, fight is Gale. so fucking good. It it's and good, it's really hard. It's amazing. It's out in the future desert, yeah. <laughs> which is really cool too. A lot of references to like the whole series there, mm-hmm. and that fight's just fucking menacing, dude. Absolutely diabolic. But we got through it. We got there after focusing. It didn't help that I was a uh, I was a cup. I was in cups. Sure, it was for sure. In, in cups. cups. What does that mean? Well, well, you know, I had a, I was in a few cups of wine. Oh, You're in cups. okay. So incapacitated. No, no, no it, just in cups. Okay, because you drink you drink wine out of a cup. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, in cups. Well, it'll catch. Don't worry, man. Anyway, dude, <laughs> I love Dark Souls three. The first time I played it, I think it's the game that really unlocked my enjoyment of the rest of the franchise yes. and Bloodborne and you know everything else. Uh, but uh, I feel like this playthrough is like somehow more memorable yeah because it was just so like unique like just chilling with my homies got mm-hmm. nick in there got you in there cutting up these demons really like you know giving the firekeeper some eyes she didn't have eyes that's she insane see. it just it was memorable it was cool we yeah. saw a lot of cool things we did cool shit it was badass we're well, the wrecking crew we're the dark souls 3-0 dog dark souls 3-0 dark souls 3-0 forever i mean the first playthrough i did with you and brandon was pretty memorable too that was like, a cool one yeah. that was like brandon just kind of showing we taught us, us the ropes of the game yeah. and, and souls like games or Soulsborne games because i had never played one he was our guide yeah so that 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 one always stands out and then like the subsequent playthrough as well but there, there was something about this one that was just really special just hit different yeah listen dark souls hits different with friends Damn, this is the definition of a game that we touched and it touched back holy shit save from news plays just out of this world <laughs> save from news plays. out of this world man out of this world that was a good time yeah it was a good time which we you need to pick up part two we want to do part two okay so part two is the next one that part we're two playing. is the next one okay. we're doing it's usually always 10 bucks dude you should probably look right now it's just, probably ten dollars just, okay. just pick it up 
Speak yeah, it up. Because we'll, we'll need something for Save Room Saturdays. We're, we're working through Iceborne right now. You, me, Nick, and Chelsea. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We're going to do Iceborne tonight. That's why we got to watch a movie earlier. Mm-hmm. We, gotta, we got plans, dude. We got plans. We're on overdrive. We're making moves. We want to be Microsoft, not Sony soft. <laughs> All right, Phil. Jeez. <laughs> um, I want to talk about a game. Fill around and find out. Oh, shit. <laughs> This guy's like on some wordsmith stuff today. Uh, I want to talk about a game that that touched me, and then we'll probably talk about something similar for you. Um, And we'll use it in a court of law. I finally, finally beat Persona 5 Royal. Whoa! And platinumed it last night after 140 hours. Jesus. Man, man, I love that game. How, How do you feel, man? I feel like it is easily in my top five, like, favorite JRPGs. I don't know where it would land in, in the list overall. Above like Dragon if, Quest? Uh, yeah, for sure above Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe below Super Mario RPG. Really? Yeah, no. Okay. So if I had to think of a floating top five, it would be Persona 5 Royal, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Final Fantasy X, yep. Final Fantasy IX, nice. and Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think those are like... You my... put t- 10 and 9 above 7 Remake, huh? I'm just... That's kind of a it's working... Just, they're, they're floating. They're yeah. on a cloud. I get it. Final Fantasy 10 is my favorite JRPG. Is your favorite. Okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and then 7 Remake. And now oh, you're making me do it now. So... There we go. So I'd say Persona 5 Royal, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and then Final Fantasy 9 is probably number 5 on there. Number 5? Yeah. That seems... That seems it's right. a solid list. Like, those are all... That, no, it's games. an amazingly solid list. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, so... How, so you took you 120 hours, you said? The... 140 hours. Jesus, yeah. Lord, 140 hours. I literally played just this game for a month straight. Like, I think the... Oh, that's what I'm afraid of. So my last trophy was, before I picked it back up, was May of 2020. And then the first one from when I picked it back up this time is, like, March 6, 2021. Okay. No. So yeah, from then until April 9th, like, that was just a whole month of just playing through it. And I had only gotten 16 hours in initially. So there was so much more I had to get through. Like I had only done the tutorial palace at that Tip point. Tip the iceberg right there. Yeah. Oh okay. my God. It gave me the whole glacier this game. Jesus There's Christ. a lot to unpack with it. it. It's honestly something that I would love to do like a spoiler cast for and just like yeah. super deep dive. Cause like there's so much to talk about with like the characters and like kind of the escalation of like the plot and like the main antagonist, which, you know, it's, it's always interesting with those games where like the villain is just always kind of looming in the background. And then when you find out who they are, it actually feels like earned. And same with the, the DLC final villain, um, because spoilers, two different bosses, two different ends to the, the game, basically. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Whoa. Um, but I, I really liked it. I, I liked getting to know those characters. Um, each palace, I think, uh, excited me in, in different ways, whether it was like overall design or the music or the fact that you get introduced to a new character in each palace that is like super cool, where it's like it always follows the same formula of like, OK, cool. We're going to go to a palace. A new character is going to get brought into the Phantom Thieves. We're going to get to interplay with them. We'll find blood in blood out blood in blood out mm-hmm. we'll, we'll work our way through the palace find the treasure we'll send a calling card we'll steal the treasure and boom palace done rinse repeat right with some right. school days and dating in between right so, <laughs> you know like high school that's yeah, all it's, it's pretty formulaic but like getting to those points of like getting to the palaces and knowing that like oh i have a new character coming is always exciting and seeing like their story like is equal parts fascinating and heartbreaking in some regards because like these characters have really sad backstories like, thinking of, like, Futaba, like, and what happened with her mom, and, like, how her Something mom... Happy? Huh? Something happy? Something... No, no, nothing happy. Well, no, nothing what happened? Happy. Yeah. Her mom? There was a death, a death in the family. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, she was a, a lead researcher in cognitive science, which is, like, what the whole 
game is about right cognition yeah and going into this metaverse this is a weird time for kevin yeah um in that i recently completed persona 5 strikers yeah and i never beat persona 5 or started persona 5 royal yeah um so it's it's strange you you tell me all these things of like their history and i'm just like man a lot of this is like kind of alluded to or referenced directly yeah but some of it's just like dropped completely like royal doesn't exist as far as strikers go no so it's like this alternate universe that you're hearing about and i could see why royal is not considered canon and why Mm. they kind of treat it like whose line points don't matter world doesn't matter because it's just like by the end of it i i mean i'm not going to spoil it but like it, it sets up a lot of really cool ideas, but ultimately, like, the world kind of moves past it, which is, is crazy to think. I think it would have been more interesting for them to lean into it, um, especially, like, with the fact that you have a character like Kasumi, right, who is built essentially from the beginning of the game through its DLC ending mm-hmm. in a really important way. And then the fact that Strikers doesn't even acknowledge her at all. I was talking to Chelsea about it. It would be interesting for them to do, like, an expanded version of Strikers, maybe. Like, yeah. uh, like a royal version of it that maybe brings Kasumi into the fold. Because she's, like, a very, very impactful character. And that ending of royal would not be anything without her. So. Hmm. That'd be super interesting. Yeah. I, I want to play this Persona 5 royal. Mm-hmm. I just need to find the time for it. Because there's two games coming out this month that I really want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one being Near Replicant. Sure. And then at the end of the month, Returnal. And like really hyped up in those games. I don't think they'll be excessively long, but this game you're telling me it's a month. It's yeah. a month. To I play mean, it. literally, dude, you play through an I have entire a job. You play through an entire calendar year. Fuck. Like from from April to the following March, basically. Jesus Lord. Yeah. So it's long. It's definitely like a, a backlog game that I, I would recommend. Like whenever there's a lull, get into it and be prepared to spend a lot of time with it. Yeah. Yeah. It could definitely stand to trim some fat in some of the sim aspects of the game like some of it i need to just move along right at points or some of the excessive grind of like mementos like the the, the idea of mementos is that it's kind of like this open world cognitive area where you take on requests for people in the world um and you basically can you know just grind and level up there but each time you complete a palace it basically opens up a new area in mementos so there's like okay eight plus individual areas and then royal is like oh well you're going back to mementos here's a whole nother fucking 15 areas to work through and i'm just like it's so much of a grind for no reason like i get the idea of it like an open world dungeon palace is it's a cool idea but just scale it a little bit i (laughs) like but that's like that's jrpg 101 right like there's always gonna be a grind Mm -hmm. you know that I, i would even argue that's part of the appeal for a lot of people sure you know, yes. but like, yeah, you and me, I would be like, oh, I'm getting bored. I, I, I even found Strikers is a significantly shorter game. Mm-hmm. Like I beat it in like 50 hours and I still felt there was like, oh, there's a lot of grind to some of this. Yeah. Right. Like it makes you go back in. If you take on the request, you have to go back into the same like uh, jails or what they're called in this game, mm-hmm. like over and over and it gets really samey after a while. Like are the enemies even procedurally generated in Mementos? I forget. Yeah. Yeah. The areas okay. and because like every time you leave and come back, you have to relearn the floors. So you'll hit points basically where it's like, okay, say we'll say the first area has like eight areas, right? Usually in the midway point, there's a rest area that you can save and usually kind of like, I guess, fast travel to. Um, You still have the overall like unlock of like having done it all. But every time you go back to a floor that you haven't been to in that next playthrough, you have to relearn the floor. 
Oh. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, Futaba sometimes will have an ability that she'll use where she can actually give you an entire layout of what that area is going to be. And it'll like show you like, okay, each special item, each treasure, each flower, each or not each flower, each stamp, and each thing that you kind of need to get to, to go from the beginning to end, which is helpful. Um, a lot of times I find that I'm just in my, my uh, Morgana cat bus, just m- mowing enemies down. Yeah, they die in one hit after a yeah, while. Yeah, because you get to that point where like when you first go through it, you have to fight every enemy in turn-based combat. And then as you become more powerful, you basically, in this, this bus that you use to traverse the world... You can just hit an enemy and you'll get like immediate experience and money with it. So like that's how I was doing a lot of my end game grinding, just knowing that I can go to a spot where there were like higher level enemies that'll yield more like experience. And I was like, cool, I'm just gonna grind this way. Like fuck it. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Yeah. It it took some time. And I'll, I'll say for as much as I, I loved a lot of the the bosses and enemies, I think some of the enemy designs kind of fucking suck. Really? Uh, in terms what? of like the the boss designs. I think it's Palace 5, the spaceport, where you fight uh, Akamura, um, who's like kind of the the head of like this kind of food chain. Um, And his whole deal is like, you know, he has all these like working slaves who kind of bust their ass for him. And the last fight is essentially like you're not even really fighting him. You're fighting just endless waves of enemies. And it's not fun. It's not well designed. Um, And it has a mechanic where you have to wipe out every enemy in the wave to move on to the next one and there's six waves in total i heard a lot of people have a issue with this portion of the game yeah for an otherwise like what is a cool palace and concept like you go to like a futuristic like fucking spaceship (laughs) and it's really (laughs) neat but it's just like some of the enemy design in it and we have to get through it just is not clever and it's like you're having to hit your head against the wall and the fact that you have to spike up the difficulty to make it easier makes no sense you have to do that yeah i i had to put it on the hardest difficulty because it basically ups your damage and how easier it is to get like um, baton passes and critical hits to then take the the enemies down faster Hmm. yeah it it was a weird little workaround um i was like this shouldn't be something that a player needs to think about no it's super weird yeah, it's a weird yeah. difficulty spike out of nowhere yeah um sounds like it'd be frustrating but but otherwise like all the other palaces all the other bosses are great the casino palace is fucking amazing um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna say too much about that but it's it's really great and uh yeah i i would love for you to see it through i know you're not like a big fan of like turn-based combat and no jrpgs get long and boring to you yes but this is legitimately probably one of the most special jrpgs of like the last 20 years it seems like it i, th- I think it, <laughs> like, I, I, I can see the appeal i can see the draw and like i i am still totally interested and i'm on board for the ride right yeah i just need to cut that slice of time because i don't want to like break it up between like other games i just like yeah but i also like uh, i need to have the um i guess the constitution i did in the same way when i was playing death stranding where i was like hey if i'm gonna go for this platinum I'm gonna do this i really yeah. gotta like put in the time remember i was playing that every day yep i was playing nothing else at that time i remember that yeah that's how it was for me with this game and you guys were like hey do you want to play monster hunter and i'm like nah i'm doing the persona 5 royal thing tonight just gotta gotta get this palace or or do this thing and like you have to commit your time to it is the thing yeah but with that it rewards you like it rewards you with its world it rewards you with a really amazing story yeah uh and the character interactions are just like they're they're great like as soon as i beat it i got a little sad because I'm just like, oh, I want to kind of like stay with these characters and, and live in this world. Like, because it's just like, it was that, it resonated that hard with me. 
And then I was like, well, I could play Strikers because I bought that. Yeah, you immediately jumped <laughs> on the Strikers. You're like, I miss my boys. <laughs> I miss hanging out with my fans. Miss thieves. thieves, man. And like, I've probably played three or four hours of Strikers. Yep. And uh, it's definitely like a watered down version of it because it's, yeah. it's not quite Persona. It's not quite a Musou game, like you've said before. Um, it's, I mean, it's definitely more of a Persona game than, uh, than a Maso, right? Yeah, it definitely, it spends but, a lot more time acting like a Persona game with yeah. the whole dialogues and the back and forth, but yeah, less, less so action pockets. Yeah. Yeah, it ends up feeling like pockets of action, mm-hmm. uh, after a while, but you, fret not. Mm-hmm. Every jail, you get to a certain point where it's like, I'm gonna be in here cutting up things for a goddamn while. Yeah. Because especially if you try to go back and do the request, you'll be going back to those damn jails. Yeah, I'm going to wonder, like, if I'm going to put similar elbow into, like, platinuming this game yeah, as I did Yeah, I don't Royal. know if I am either. I needed a break from it, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm kind of like, damn, well, you know, I, I don't want to, like, walk away from it too far because I have the muscle for it right sure. now. Right? I don't want to relearn the game. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. The mechanics, like, are, are pretty cool, pretty snappy. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm having fun with it so far. And the new characters, I'm... I don't know. I like their inclusion. I really like how the new characters were integrated into this. Yeah. I, I think they're they make sense to the plot mm-hmm. for sure. They make sense to like what this idea of jails instead of palaces are. And mm-hmm. I, I really think um, I, I think it paid off in a nice way. But it was definitely followed the same uh, kind of framework as Persona Five, which yeah. is you rinse and repeat doing the jail break-ins and having to like find a calling card or send a calling card and then go back into the jail and fight the boss thing mm-hmm. and then you end the game fighting god <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that that's just how it's gonna go yep that's persona <laughs> yeah basically like yeah. you you, t- you start off fighting really like sinister basic antagonist mm-hmm. to dethroning god <laughs> dethroning god like, yeah that right. is the end of persona 5 proper you fight the god of control and it's right. the fucking craziest thing makes sense yeah makes sense god that that world ending like climatic stretch of the game is so i don't know <laughs> like, just, i think about it and i'm like this is probably like one of like the top 20 like coolest moments of I, game I hear it me. pays off real hard that's yeah. why i'm excited i want to go do it yeah <laughs> i told you last week i'm like yeah the last 20 to 30 hour stretch of the end of this game is something you're like 20 to 30 hour stretch yeah i'm just Jesus. like that's a whole fucking game that's a couple games right <laughs> it's there a couple games it's a couple games it's just the ending <laughs> um I, i'll have a few recommendations for you like when you What's do up? pick up royal to like mm-hmm. do certain things because like I want to get the platinum too. To get that final content, you have to max like certain uh, confidant levels and bonds to certain points to yeah. get like the true ending. So I definitely there was a point where like I was looking up a, a guide to just make sure I was hitting the right conversation points. Okay. And making sure I had the right people maxed do you, out. Yeah. Do you think that I need to be as precision with that shit as it is? Like it's not one of those. It's one of those easily missable things to to do. Or it's it's super easy to miss because there's three characters you need to like max out by certain points in November. Uh, Kusumi, who you need to get to bond level five, uh, Maruki, who's like the school, uh, counselor therapist, and then Akechi, who's like the foil to Joker. Like you have to get his foil to Joker's like, Batman level eight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one thing that kind of fucks me up where like every time you would come in, you would see Akechi on screen. You're like, who is that guy? And I'm like, oh, this is fucking Akechi. Who's Akechi? And I was like, Zagoro Akechi. He's the famous, like, you know, teen detective. He's awesome. Oh. And he's like, oh he's not in strikers does he die yeah every time i'm just, <laughs> just like, like he probably dies and i'm like no he doesn't die they don't even mention this bitch in strikers <laughs> and it's just he must be dead <laughs> and it's insane to me because that's like that would be like batman having a sequel where like joker is not referenced as an antagonist to him at all dark dark knight rises yeah exactly it's called dark knight rises oh oh it shit. exists 
They okay. did it. Well, you got me on that one. <laughs> but, like, Kakechi is, like, the ultimate foil to Joker, and it just seems so criminal to not even mention him. Like, one of the what? movies did it in reverse, where uh, Batman was a boy, and Joker was Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, that's true. In the reverse. So we had to wait for, for that to catch, right? But, good thing he, you know, put his fingers in his mouth in one scene. What, what a, a what a good movie. fucking movie. What a great movie. <sighs> Glad so it made a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Good, good on you, man. Beating yeah. Persona 5. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, it was an endeavor. It kind of makes me want to, I don't know, play the original Persona 5 to just see. I thought you were about to say, makes me want to play Revelations Persona for the PS1. No, like it, it does have me kind of on this weird Persona bender right now where like I wish I could go back and play like Persona 4 Golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I want, it's on I PC. I don't have a Vita, so. You don't have a PC either. Yeah, I don't. Uh, maybe I can play it on Mac. I don't know. You think you play on Mac? I don't know. Yeah. Fucking start a bed fire <laughs> with the how old that thing is. I mean, I wish I could go back and, and play that, but like yeah. probably won't happen. It just has me excited for like the idea of like what Persona 6 could be. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of bums me out that they don't do continuity between the main games because like I want more of the Phantom Thieves. Like they're such a cool cast. That's crazy. You haven't played, so you haven't played any of the older ones, right? I played a little bit of two on the PS2. Okay, so you don't know what they do is that they actually bring back the cast from the previous game, kill them all in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, they, just line them up. They do Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, nineteen. Exactly. Uh, wait, what year was that? Two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a while ago at this yeah. point, man. Yeah, yeah, ten years, right? That's crazy. When ten years? Fuck. What What was your overall impression of uh, Strikers though, as like a Muso? Do you think it like landed its its mark and? kind of vision as a game i think honestly it had a little more going for itself than some of the other muso projects even some of the stuff that was like tie-in stuff yeah um because the addition of like personas in combat was like snappy and cool and you had to actually like think about enemies weaknesses you know do the whole pokemon game yeah. of like i'm fire your leaf yeah it's literally yeah. like rock paper scissor combat yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> uh that was probably a better uh <laughs> way to compare it no you nailed it <laughs> <laughs> it was like pokemon people are like people get pokemon more than rock paper scissors welcome to 2021 <laughs> like fuck um, so yeah i think it has more going on for it it feels good it's snappy um it's, it's not kinda... like super revolutionary or anything it's still square 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 yeah. triangle you know yeah. like that's how that game's always functioned but it's good i liked it i like it a lot i like all the re-envisioned songs <coughs> where like you have these metal versions of songs from like persona 5 i wish i knew yeah. i wish i knew because like, i hear a song and i'm just like yeah this fucking this fucking rips i don't know it's like a <laughs> remix or anything i think you came in and you're like oh well shit they yeah. never did a guitar riff on this yeah song. there was like a fucking like metal version of like river in the desert i was like god damn shogi Maguro, like this yeah. shit fucking tears yeah dude <laughs> game game's got some oomph yeah. this this one's more special than your normal time i think it's better than both hyrule games oh okay like as far as like being a mixture and homage to like the source material mm -hmm. it's because it's just far more integrated into the actual mechanics of the game which i think is the future mm -hmm. of the muso games if you're going to keep on doing shit like if you play with final fantasy you need to bring in some like big final fantasy elements like you gameplay do. wise yeah. to make that make sense not just like here's a rotating cast of hack and slash people just cut them up cut them up <laughs> like no you need more than that yeah i i honestly wish like muso games had been doing that the entire time and i don't know mm -hmm. like who that lies on right is that is that koei tecmo is that like the game is that the developer like behind omega force the specific game that maybe is making those decisions because this is like more like atlas was kind of like full in on this one right so, yeah they both were they both so were. i i wish like maybe they could 
co-develop these games in fashions where it's like you get more of like a special narrative treatment with them yeah, yeah. versus like oh let's just have these characters that are just mm-hmm. like i don't know fodder right like that's right. how it felt for the the fire emblem warriors where it's like oh you have like all this lineage of fire emblem characters right actually to give <laughs> to give credit to uh age of calamity that's yeah. the one where it's like hey we're a prequel to breath of the wild yes. like we have more importance in the actual like series than just being a spin-off title which is cool yeah you know i think in the last like five years of like these sort of muso games we're getting more of like that treatment my god nice. daniel they're getting smarter they are they're learning <laughs> <laughs> after 25 years of making the same game they're actually doing some creative I mean, things with them I it like gets it. kind of bland after a while after 25 years no, yeah definitely not <laughs> reverse <laughs> do we got anything else I, I know you were playing a bunch of stuff um you are playing disco elysian but you said you didn't really want to talk about it uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. It's too raw. Okay. It's too raw right okay. now. No, I just. I literally only played like an hour of okay. it. I. I don't have any impressions beyond the fact I really like the voice acting and I think it's super intriguing so far. Mm-hmm. It's a detective game. I'm really into it. It's a lot it's of styles vibrant. So, but the thing is, it's so engrossing. <clears throat> Usually, I would get kind of bored at like a visual novelesque game, but sure. this one like has such a cool cadence to it in the way that it's like just like spoken literature from fucking house of leaves basically is mm. so cool like i yeah I, I think it's really really interesting so i i think i want to dive into that next week okay since it's my vacation's all i ever wanted vacation yeah yeah exactly you got it <laughs> listen i'm on your level dude <laughs> so yeah i don't know let me see did i play something else i don't think so i got talked about everything oh monster hunter rise i mean we talked about it did i last week but if you want to talk about it more I didn't play it more since last week, to be honest with you. I played it more with Chelsea on mm. Hecka Herb every Sunday, twitch.tv slash Twitter. Uh, you were doing this thing that's really funny to me, hmm. where you were ignoring, like, the main quests. <laughs> yes. So there's a... <laughs> yes, yes, you're correct. You're correct on this. Uh, so there's a single player, like, quest line, and then there's multiplayer quests. Uh-huh. And multiplayer quests you get from the hub area. But me in me playing with Chelsea, I got so used to just going the hub area to do like multiplayer hunts yeah. that I just forgot where to get the single player ones. <laughs> so I was ended up where I was like Monster Hunter rank three mm-hmm. and had not done a single single player quest. Jeez. Not a single one. So I had to catch up on a few of them and they ended up being very easy. Like, I was fucking, like, the first monster I hunted, pff, he died in, like, six minutes. Shit. Yeah, so I was like, oh, shit, I'm a little overpowered for this. But, yeah, that game's fun. Um, I, I still think World's probably more of my jammy. Mm-hmm. I still have a big draw to go back to that and beat Iceborne with you guys, because we gotta do that last boss, dude. That we thing's gotta. Shin Godzilla. Shit. Yeah, nobody knows what I mean when I say that, because no one in the group got to the boss yet. Mm-hmm. I need y'all to get to the boss with me. Listen, I'm into it. You're into it? We're doing it tonight. You... Oh, that's right! Yeah. I'm so excited. I I like I can't hide it a lot, and uh, there's also like I we'll always talk about it where like there's so much other additive content that we haven't touched yet, like the Behemoth from Final Fantasy 14 that's in there that you get we to do fight. gotta beat him. Uh, the Witcher content, like there's so much stuff that like I, I did the Witcher content. It was I rough. still need to do. It was rough as fuck. It's not fun. Mm. It's not fun. Uh, oh well. You know what is fun? Mm. The Monster Hunter movie tie-in <laughs> quest starring Artemis. Sure. That's fun. Maybe I'll do that. That's good. Rathalos. 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 Yeah, I um, I got as far in Rise as uh, making my character and kind of walking oh. around the hub world, and that was it. <laughs> What's her name? Faye. Faye? Yeah. Like, uh... 
like Faye Valentine there from the go. hit anime thank Cowboy you. Bebop. Thank yeah. you, thank Got you. Got the purple you. hair and everything too. Very good. And uh, and then my Palamute is named Ein because dog. Because you're going for the whole Cowboy Beep. Yeah. I don't remember what I named my Palico though. Something. <laughs> Something. I might have named it Vicious. Oh. Who is Spike's uh, antagonist. In, oh, I see. The Akechi of that. The Ake- <laughs> there you go. Gotcha. Akechi-kun. God, Akechi-kun. Akechi's such a fucking cool <laughs> character. God damn it. Don't know who he is. He's so, he has a, no a, idea. He has a really cool showtime with Joker, too. Oh, oh does he God. have a cool showtime with Joker? Yeah. Right on. Sounds like he's a really important part of this game. He's such an important character. Like, I don't... <laughs> it blows my mind that Strikers <laughs> just doesn't give him any respect. None. No, not even a fucking, like, God. reference. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't matter. Assume he doesn't even exist. Okay. Yeah. Fuck strikers. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, this is strong. This, <laughs> this was you a got, choice. You got me embroiled with like two of like probably the deepest characters you could have got me like stuck with, and yeah, then just to not have them in strikers. Racism. But, but I get it, like because strikers and royal were probably developed and released simultaneously. Yep. yep sure. So it's like okay, yeah, that wouldn't have anything in it. It is what it is. It is what it be, dude. It is what it be. Just imagine it didn't happen. Okay. Just like the game. I will. I'll imagine it didn't happen. Okay. Midnight Channel, turned off. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we got anything else we want to talk about on this Save Room News Place? You know what? The Save Room News Place, I think it landed it. I think it did its job, right? There we go. Boom. I think, I think we're in and out. We go, we'll talk about more games or maybe news next week. Maybe. Something. Well, next week we're actually doing a... Oh my God. I don't know if we should talk about it yet. But we're doing a special podcast with Sterling Silver. Uh, his new podcast memory card memoirs yeah which you can now check out on spotify soundcloud itunes everywhere i actually did the first episode with him yeah well who's the guest of the first episode it was me what yeah. would you guys talk about we talked about final fantasy 7 remake so oh you like that, that one out. yeah i love that one it was my game of the year of 2020 <laughs> yeah nick's playing that right now yeah and he was like this game is so it's good such an amazing and i told him like experience. i love it dude yeah. it hit every note for me yeah completely i can't wait to fucking replay that game i cannot wait to replay the game yeah in july <laughs> in july yeah when integrate comes out Whew. I don't know. There's a lot of hotness in that game. Mm. It's going to be a real hot summer. Hot boy summer. Hot boy summer. <laughs> Coming back. <laughs> Tear your boys. But yeah, go check that out. And then, like I said, we're doing a special podcast, which I'm not going to blow up right now. Don't blow it up. We'll, we'll promote it when it's out. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like we said at the start, or maybe we didn't say at the start. I don't know. We're The Save Room. You can find us over at SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever, wherever, wherever. The, over at The Midnight Channel. <laughs> Over at the Midnight Channel. Yeah. Together. Where a catchy is not. <laughs> catchy. <laughs> uh, you can find us over on Twitch. Kevin at twitch.tv slash the redherb. Me over at twitch.tv slash the redherb. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and and Dungeons and Daniels. If, if you oh. feel fine to check out my now dormant channel, which I'm hoping to revive soon. He'll do it tomorrow. We'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Fantastic. I gotta work tomorrow. And then follow Quit. us on Twitter at Save Room Show. Okay. Boom. You got it. You, you nailed Fucking it Fucking nailed it. Really just all there. What a professional. You know, I try. You know, that's the kind of quality I expect from Saving News Place. <laughs> quality journalism. <laughs> Hard-hitting gaming news about games today. Do you think Sony is mm. going to come in one of these days and maybe remake Saving News Place? I'll beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> beat him up. <laughs> up Kratos style. <laughs> Quick time event. Jack. Can we Valkyrie some bitch? Boom. Get him. 